It's been a long winter for some of us. Did you socialize too much? Maybe you didn't socialize at all? Just thinking about it can be draining. Sometimes we ignore our social batteries. Maybe it's time to get socially energized. That's why BetterHelp is such a great way to recharge. A little therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your batteries. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Full House today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Full House. Hi, I'm Dave's crappy appetite. Dave calls me his crappetite. <laughs> okay, sorry, crappetite. This is my commercial. It's true, though. Before I found Factor, I had a crappetite. So head over to factormeals.com slash fullhouse50 and use code fullhouse50 to get 50% off. That's code fullhouse50 at factormeals.com slash fullhouse50 to get 50% off. Trust me. With Factor, you can kiss that bad appetite goodbye. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Get out of here. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, Full House Rewind fans. We love when you follow us. It keeps our show strong. So go over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit that follow button. Look, we created a little follow button for you. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Hey, welcome to episode 13 of Full House Rewind. I'm your host, Dave Coulier. And our guest today is a talented actor, writer, producer, and yes, he's also the voice of Aladdin. And he graduated from a little-known university, Harvard. But you probably know him as Steve Hale from Full House and Fuller House. Please welcome Scott Weinger. Hey, it's great to be here, To a Full House Rewind. Thanks. How are you, Scott? I'm so good. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. And thanks for saying I'm talented. I appreciate that. Well, I've always told you how talented you are. I have to call I, my mom and tell her you said that. I, I will. I will. <laughs> you ever on speed dial? <laughs> yes. Mom, you're not going to believe what happens. It was in the teleprompter. <laughs> so um, you are here for episode number 13, also known as Sisterly Love. We're going to mm -hmm. talk about it. Okay. Um, it was directed by Lee Shallot. Oh, yeah. Who was our first woman director on the show. Interesting. And this episode first aired uh, January 8th, 1988. You're going to read the little rundown of what happens in uh, episode 13. So, okay. Jesse suggests that DJ audition for a commercial after she does well in a school performance. DJ does well in her audition, but when she leaves the room, the part is given to Stephanie. Ooh. Now, does that just draw you in or what? It really does. It it's a really classic does. episode of television. Well, now we're going to describe what's, what's actually happening uh, in the episode. We're going to do it together, okay? I'm okay. going to start us off. Okay, here we go. Episode 13. We open with the family congratulating DJ on an excellent performance in her school play, The Frog Prince. She reenacts the play in the living room with Jeff's Jesse 
playing the role of the frog. Jesse is in the kitchen, making Michelle a corned beef sandwich and a pickle. Joey arrives with some fresh groceries, explaining that his doctor would like him to improve his diet and exercise more often. Joey and Jesse talk about decisions they will make that could affect the girls' lives. <laughs> some big decisions. Yeah. And I need to go on a diet, just like in real life. <laughs> yeah. So then, back to the show, Danny tells DJ that he's talked to a casting director and has gotten her an audition for a commercial. Jesse takes DJ and Stephanie to the commercial audition. Well, while DJ is out of the room, Stephanie plays with the food from the audition. The man from the ad agency sees Stephanie and hires her on the spot, taking the commercial away from DJ. Then Stephanie tries to apologize, but DJ's upset. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joey is in Michelle's room trying to talk himself out of eating a hamburger and fries. He caves and takes a huge bite just as Danny and Jesse enter. DJ and Stephanie are in the kitchen having an argument about the commercial when Jesse and Joey intervene. They talk to DJ about what happened with Stephanie and the importance of being a good big sister. Well, then DJ and Stephanie talk in the living room about being sisters and how much they actually love each other. DJ then helps Steph with her commercial audition as Jesse and Joey listen in from the doorway. And there you go. That is episode 13. Yep. All right. I have so many questions for you, Scott. Sure. And uh, usually when you and I get together, we just joke around. Um, jokes. But I want to first... I want to first explain to everybody the DJ's upset thing. Well, we both thing. said DJ's upset. DJ's <laughs> upset. Okay. So, so here's here's how I remember it when it first started. Okay. Because okay. Steve I'm Hale. I'm curious if we have the same memory of how it came about. Well, because Steve Hale, mm -hmm. and I will talk about what we nicknamed you yep. after, would do something and then DJ would get upset. Yep. And so then in the scene, I actually started doing this. Where the audience couldn't hear it, but everybody in the cast could hear it down on the stage. I would go, DJ's upset. <laughs> and we could all we could all hear it. And I knew you could hear it because I remember you trying to trying Not to laugh. keep a straight straight face. Well, you were so good at it because it was just like it had to be so quiet for it not to ruin the take or get on on the boom mic. And but and it you you managed to get it down to just the sound. And I, everybody knew what you were saying. You just hear. <laughs> Like a, and you knew that Dave was saying, <laughs> it was very challenging and to then, not break well, character. And then it happened a lot because yeah. Steve Hale made DJ, made upset. DJ upset a lot. He yeah. made her upset a lot. <laughs> and then, and then you would walk into scenes and your name was Hale. And yeah. I started calling you Steve Hole. Yeah. Uh, and then we would just go, <sighs> in scenes. So it was, then it turned into, and then, <laughs> so true. It was very, you yeah. know what, it, that was part of the, uh, it was part, you know, I was late to the party. Um, I know Lori joined the show late, like after the show already But existed. you were in first the first season, didn't you come no, on no, the first no. season? I wasn't on Full House probably until season five. I mean, yes, yeah, season five is yeah. what I meant. I was <laughs> just testing you. But then, and yeah. then I joined as like, I think a series regular in season six. So I was like the new guy and very like conscious of it. And, but you guys were so gracious and made me feel very welcome. And I think that the, all that like 
like it was part of a hazing process that made me feel like part of the family. Yeah, you were definitely part of the team from from day one. Mm-hmm. You just fit in, and it was just and you were so good natured about it because. You know, you jump into the fray on a new show like this where mm. we're established for so many seasons. Yeah. It's not easy. It was intimidating. It's was, not It's not easy, yeah. you know, because you don't really know everybody or their idiosyncrasies or you don't know that that stuff's going to, you don't know that that's going to happen. And, and, and you fit in just seamlessly. It was, it was, Thanks. you it, know what I remember? You used to love to make fun of my salary. <laughs> Well, because the show was a monster hit and it's like in season six by the time I'm a series regular. So you guys probably were had huge season six paychecks. We but were for okay. me, it was season one. And so yeah, you used, used to good naturedly rib me about Do you remember my... what I used to say to you? Yes, I okay. do. do you, should I say it? I don't want it to sound mean because I meant it totally as a joke. I know. All right, no. do you want, so do you want to, do you want to tell yes. everybody what I was, what was I first really, said to you? I remember you were like, um, hey, Scott. So, because it's also part of the business that you have to pay everybody. You have an agent and a manager and a lawyer and a publicist and all this stuff and taxes. And then, of course, I was a minor, so a quarter of my salary went into like a, you know, like a, a trust fund. account. Yeah. Right. And so I remember you once said to me like, hey, Scott, so after you pay your agent and your manager and your lawyer and your accountant and your publicist, and uh, what do you do with your 12 bucks? <laughs> But I remember it made you laugh. Oh, my God. It it made you laugh. I laughed all day, every day on that job. I mean, that's all we did. I heard um, Lori told you that story about how her... She had like cramps after the first like week yeah. on the job, and that's what it was like. You would just laugh so much that you were exhausted from it. <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's amazing that we got 192 episodes finished goofing around that much. But you know. know what? It got us through the process. Yeah, and then there were some tough days, and we worked with little kids, babies, kids, and animals. Um, the, the the two rules yeah. you're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's the there's the stunt baby. Oh my God. I wanted to have, you know, because oh, yeah, all I of the things you. Bob used to do with the stunt baby, we would have that baby sit I'm, in. I'm shocked for, it's in one piece. Yeah, we would. Uh, yeah, it's not the real one, oh, but okay. I wanted oh, to have one it, here <laughs> just to remind us about Bob and all the, the amazing things he did. Yes. You know, with the stunt baby. Have your batteries ever felt like they're running low? It's been a long winter for some of us. Did you socialize too much? Maybe you didn't socialize at all. Just thinking about it can be draining. Sometimes we ignore our social batteries. Maybe it's time to get socially energized. That's why BetterHelp is such a great way to recharge. A little therapy can give you the self-awareness to build a social life that doesn't drain your batteries. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash fullhouse today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fullhouse. Visit betterhelp.com and maybe you could be bursting with social energy. Visit betterhelp.com slash fullhouse today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash full house. Hi, I'm Dave's crappy appetite. Dave calls me his crappetite. <laughs> okay, sorry, crappetite. This is my commercial. It's true, though. Before I found Factor, I had a crappetite. Mostly because 
I don't enjoy going to the grocery store, so I would get whatever was fast and readily available. And for me, that was fast food. Now with Factor, I can skip the grocery store, the prep work, and all the time in the kitchen making everything. And Factor's done the math. It's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Everything gets delivered to my front door. No more crapitite. I heard that. <laughs> so head over to factormeals.com slash fullhouse50 and use code fullhouse50 to get 50% off. That's code fullhouse50 at factormeals.com slash fullhouse50 to get 50% off. Trust me, with Factor, you can kiss that bad appetite goodbye. <laughs> Boo-hoo. <laughs> get out of here. Uh, so this is all stuff I get to ask you that I've never asked you before. How did you, what was the first thing that got you on the path to acting? Um, it's funny. I, cause your dad's a doctor. My dad's a doctor and I right? didn't grow up out in Hollywood. I, right. the weird thing is I grew up in a town called Hollywood, but in Florida and right. grew up in Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> and, uh, Where I the was, sign is really low there. Huh. Yeah, exactly. The Hollywood yeah, signs. No, so you, yeah, they you, had to just put it on the ground. You can't the see it. So there's yeah, no you mountain. can't even see it. It's yeah. on a golf course hill. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's all we got. But um, I was always like a very hammy kid, and I liked to be in talent shows and do like school plays and stuff. And it was literally, that's why it's fun that you asked me to talk about this episode today, episode 13, because... DJ deciding she wants to get into acting. It sort of reminded me how I wanted because a lot of kids you meet out here in show business, they their parents kind of push them into it or right. maybe to supplement the family income or whatever. But for me, it was really like I had to beg my parents. There was a career day at school, you know, where like people from different professions how, come. How old are you then? It's probably eight or nine. It was okay. about eight years old. Okay. It was exactly like the DJ story in the episode because I, <laughs> I, I begged my parents to help me find out how to get into professional acting because this professional actor came to career day and I was like, Oh, those are real people. This is just their job. Like the people on TV. <laughs> yeah. It's just people with a job. I, I, Easy. It never occurred to me because I <laughs> on account of being eight. <laughs> and, and so my mom happened to play tennis with someone whose kid did like modeling for catalogs. And, and I went to my, they got me my first audition and it was just like DJ in the episode. I didn't have a headshot or a resume. We brought my little wallet photo from my third grade class. <laughs> photo. And uh, my mom gave me a whole speech about how not to be disappointed if I don't get it because these kids are pros. And I said, don't worry, mom, I'm going to get it. And I got it. <laughs> it was like, it was probably like a blessing and a curse because I was convinced that show business was super easy after that. Yeah. And then of course, about 25 more auditions had to come and go before I realized, oh, you don't get them all. Do you have a worst audition? Do you have any? Did you ever have like as a kid? You're just going yeah. forget this. I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. I definitely. I had some ones where you know a lot of you know, a lot of auditions. You leave feeling like oh, you don't feel like you did a bad job. You feel like they hate you personally. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember when I. This is many years later when I was like an established kid actor out in Hollywood, California, and I had an audition for this movie, Grand Canyon, with, um, it was a Lawrence Kasdan movie with Kevin Klein. Mm. and my, my ultimate favorite movie at the time was uh, I Love You to Death. Remember with Kevin mm -hmm. Klein? Yeah, yeah. And it was so good. And uh, so I walk into this audition, and there's Kevin Klein, because he's playing the dad, and Lawrence Kasdan is directing. So these two guys are like my heroes are in this room, and I do the, uh, the first... And I've got the uh, sides in my hand, you know, the audition sides and my hands shaking. And then uh, after the first try, 
Lawrence Kasdan says, that was good. He goes, let's just do it one more time. And this time, breathe. <laughs> and I don't think I did. I, I came out of that audition and I, I looked at my mom and I was like, mm, not getting this one. Yeah. But being a child actor, being a kid actor, then mm. you you moved out here. Was it because you were on Family Man, right? The Which was Man, a Miller Boyette show, yeah. right? It was another Our, one of those kind of TGIF kind of shows. Right, right. I was really lucky. I You know, I came out to... to LA for the first time the summer when I was 13 years old, the summer before I turned 14. And nobody told you that, nobody told us that not a lot goes on in the beginning of the summer, like television show production. Yeah. Now it's kind of year round because yeah, it's streaming. Yeah, it's different now. But yeah, in those sure. days, you know, there would be pilot season in the spring and then those shows would get picked up or not. And then production would start like in like the end of July. Mm -hmm. And so I spent that summer at Oakwood with nothing to do except like hang out with other kid actors, which was amazing. And the, um, the Oakwood, that's like a divorcee manor. Yeah, exactly. Is it? Yeah. Oakwood Apartments, which I don't think it's called that anymore. But it's, it's where it's, you get you get divorced and then you move in there. Exactly. Until well, you find a real it, place. It's funny because it's it's known for two things. It's known for kid actors or like actors and models who come to town for a period for pilot season mm -hmm. and divorced guys, like sad <laughs> dudes like who got kicked out of their house. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't associate it with that because I was a kid and it was just fun just hanging out with kid actors and stuff. But uh, uh, and so most of the summer I just spent swimming in the pool and hanging out with the other kids. And then at the very end, I had an audition for like a TV show that was going into production for their oh. first regular episode. Life goes on. And oh, with Chris Burke. With Chris Burke, exactly. Right, right, right. And yeah. uh, it was one of my first real auditions, and I got it out here. I, I was really lucky. It was to play like the kid who was running against Chris Burke for class president. Yeah. And, um, and that was my first L.A. gig was that show. So then did you stay out here? Or did you go back to no, Hollywood? No, then went home to Florida. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I had siblings and my dad had a full time. My dad, he was an orthopedic surgeon. He still is, but he doesn't do mm -hmm. surgery. He's an orthopedist. But... Um, uh, so I would go back and then we came back for pilot season. And on the second day I was in town, I met Tom and Bob, Tom Miller and Bob Boyette, the legendary TV yeah, producers. Yeah. And they liked me. I had to read for them, like do like a little audition for them. And they wanted to put me under a, a holding deal. Like they said, we want to put you on one of our shows, but we don't know, we don't have the show yet. So, right. and my, I guess it was my agent was like, you're taking this deal. And my mom's like, but we can't, we just got here. And she's like, shut up. It's Tom Miller and Bob Boyette had, they were the kings of television. Yeah, they the were. Time. Yeah. And if they wanted to put you on a deal, you were doing it. Right. You know, they didn't shoot pilots that didn't get picked up. Everything got picked up. You know what I mean? They yeah. Were, oh yeah. So it was a really lucky break. I had a very smooth, I had a, you know, I was very blessed. I got, I got lucky. So then was was Family Man part of that? They just yeah. made this deal for you and then they said, hey, we have a show Family Man and they just put you on that Exactly. Channel? It was about a widowed, it was kind of a mirror image. I, no, not, not a mirror image. It was very similar to Full House in the sense was that it was- Was it Gregory Harrison? Gregory Harrison played right. my dad. And right. it was weird because there was actually one time, I forgot that they flew me to LA, not Tom and Bob. Like the first time, we, the reason why we came to stay in LA for the summer in the first place was because- the, I guess the previous pilot season, Burt Reynolds was producing a pilot, like a sitcom pilot called The Gregory Harrison Show. And because Burt Reynolds was producing it and he had that dinner theater in Florida, they were auditioning <laughs> Florida kids. Ah. So that was my first time getting to audition for like a big time Hollywood you know, pilot. And so we drove up to Jupiter to the dinner theater and I did well enough on that audition that they flew me to LA to audition for that. And I read with Gregory Harrison and... Uh, 
we were so, I didn't know anything about the television business. I thought I had the part already. I didn't know. I was like, why would they fly me to LA if I don't even have the part? And then, <laughs> and then uh, that what a waste of money. Yes. And so, but anyway, I, I auditioned to play Gregory Harrison's son in that. And I choked. I was not, I was, oh, you I didn't breathe. Nervous. It was another, you didn't breathe in that one. I'm either. not a good audition breather. Yeah. As it turns out. Yeah. I, I'm always great when they give me the part, but if I have to actually try to get That's it. That's how every actor is. Yeah. You Auditioning know? is a whole different skill. It is. Some people are really good yeah. at it. Yeah. I, I was never, ever good at no. it. I, if they would just give me the part, I'm great. But it, Or if I, if the stakes were really low. If I thought this is... I mean, Aladdin is a great example because I had the audition and my mom said, you have an audition after school today or whatever. And I said, what's it for? She goes, some cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I honestly got the part because I just thought it was some cartoon. If I, If someone was like... This is a huge deal. It's going to change your life. But did, I would have not gotten the part. Yeah, I want to. I want to talk about that. We'll and get there. I, and I want. I want to talk about your mom, Babs, because she was there a lot yeah. during yeah. Full House. For um, sure. She was. She was always just laid back and cool about things. She wasn't yeah. like your typical showbiz mom. Your your brother and sister came yep. to the set. Um, and you know the Full House cast we talked about this was such a tight-knit group mm -hmm. but when you just you joined the show you became part of the family yeah how was it from from your perspective to go from because i want to i want to figure out how you came from family man mm -hmm. to full house yeah you know so can you tell us was family man canceled and yeah then so what, tom you know, and bob you're still you know in that miller boy exactly. stable we did 22 episodes of it and it was a really weird situation that doesn't really happen today but it was a cbs show it was like an abc style family sitcom but for cbs and we did the season and then it didn't get picked up by cbs but it apparently did get picked up by abc it was going to join the friday night mm -hmm. kind of lineup right. and um to the point where we my family, we were going to come back to L.A. because we kept going back and forth. And we rented an apartment again. And then they decided not to do it. I guess the deal fell through. I mm. guess it was a complicated thing, moving mm -hmm. a show. And, um, of course, I'm 15 years old. And I'm like, well, that's it. My career's over. <laughs> <laughs> so that was going into, like, around my junior year of high school. And I didn't have a show. And so I went back to school and sort of resumed my normal life, assuming that that was like a weird little dream that was never going to happen again. Poor high schooler didn't have a show. I know. Could you imagine? <laughs> it sucks when you're a sophomore with a show and then a junior without a show. It's terrible. <laughs> but, you know, your family joined our family. It was just kind of, yeah, absolutely. you know, it was just. Well, became... do you remember that was the year that they called me, Tom and Bob called me because there was one episode where DJ was going on a date with a guy but she was supposed to be babysitting for Michelle and Stephanie. Mm -hmm. But like the cute guy from school asked her out. So she brings the kids on the date to the movies. <laughs> and so they flew me to L.A. to do that one episode as a totally different character. Steve Taylor or something. Steve. No, Steve Taylor was another show. Steve um, Peters. D DJ wasn't even upset at that. No, point. that was pre upset. Yeah, was she was upset, upset when she yeah. got caught and, and Danny, she was grounded. But, <laughs> but um, uh, so I just did that one episode. And then the following year, they called and asked me to be a, a regular on the show to join as DJ's new boyfriend. For and, like all 24 episodes? Yeah, that would like to be a series regular. Oh. And, and um, that was around. And, you know, and personally, um, my parents had split up in real IRL. <laughs> not on a show and so my mom it was sort of a good opportunity for her she was looking for like a fresh start so they had offered me this job and she's like you know what instead of you going out and staying with friends we'll all move to LA and so my mom and my brother and sister we all moved we like 
started a new life in Loaded LA. up the truck and headed to Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills, that, that is. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's true. What's a, When you look back on Full House, do you have like pretty, you must have pretty vivid memories of stuff that happened. What, oh, like, yeah. Like, you know, because we were so family, there was mm. always stuff that broke that element up, which, of course, now we got to go back to Bob. Yes. Yeah. Well, Bob, you know, it was funny because we the whole you guys were like a family and I felt very quickly like accepted. But with Bob, he very quickly became like my big brother. Yeah, you he know? did. Yeah, you Re guys got very close. Yeah, like yeah. right away. It was yeah. really weird. I found um this is a crazy story. I found recently in a book that I was reading once on a trip to Paris. And he had sent me a fax to the hotel because in those days that's huge. yeah fax and he was yeah. always faxing everybody you know because he figured out a way to fax from his computer like he would yes. he didn't have to print it he could just send it was you a called I think it was called eFax was oh, the yeah. was the program yeah because he would fax me yeah I remember you, the <laughs> yeah I remember the letterhead he was I'm like Bob yeah. why are you faxing me I'm in the dressing room next to you. <laughs> Oh, because it's new technology. It's cool, isn't but it? You like, yeah, but you got us into that. You were yeah. the Mac guy. You got us all into getting PowerBooks. Yes. I remember I was like, I was like, I have to get one of these PowerBooks. Everybody has a PowerBook. Yeah. And it was like $4,000 in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. But I love that technology. I was always a, I yeah. was always a, you know, a geek nerd technology guy. You know, I used to write C++ back in the day when you had wow. to. You had yeah. to write code. You had to write like. 20 lines of code to cut and paste something. Oh my God. Yeah. And you were, our, like, you were our tech guru back then. I, I was, I and remember. I think you still are. Do you have, did you get one of those Apple headsets yet? I'm sure you're getting one of those. No, but I think those are really expensive. Yeah. They're, they're going to be like 5,000 bucks or something. Yeah. They're expensive. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they look amazing. Yeah. Um, I'll probably well, you have know, to get if one. they, if they hit, then the price will come down. Exactly. They'll flood the market. The price will come down. You For know? sure. But um, I remember Bob sent me this. So I found this fax that Bob sent me and it said, uh, oh, by the way, because he was married to Sherry at the time, and he said, I told Sherry that you're going to be spending a lot of time at our house this, this summer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was funny. Like, he was very proactive about, like, making me a part of his family. It was really cool. Yeah, he had a way of welcoming people for, for mm -hmm. sure. Now, I want to go back to Aladdin because it was a gigantically successful film mm. animated movie that you, and you had no idea that it, you thought it was going to be a little cartoon i had no idea so what what was the audition like had you watched uh, you know because aladdin was like old movies you know that they made into yeah, like everybody knows about the genie and the three yeah. wishes and yeah. stuff but no i didn't know anything i didn't know you know i had never done any voiceover work before except for a commercial in florida for dania highlight <laughs> Which is like a highlight, because yeah. they did it. They they did an experiment where kids could go to with their parents to Dania Highlight for free, and so I was like, I'm a kid. I love going to Dania Highlight with my parents. <laughs> you know, like most kids. And, um, I don't have a series, so I can go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that was my only voiceover experience, and I auditioned for Aladdin, and all the so there was like a music stand with the the sheets, you know, the dialogue on it, and they show you a picture of the kid. Like this is what he looks like, and right. I was like. Kind of like me. I'm a teenage boy. This is what it looks like. <laughs> and so, and I did the audition and they were like, um, they were impressed. Like they thought, they said, oh, your voice sounds really, it turned out they had their eye on me from before. They had one of the animators liked my voice from the family man, I guess. And Oh, yeah. And so had, you never of, know. Yeah. It's crazy how, you know, it works. And um, I, they said, that was great. So we have one question. Can you sing? And at this point in my, uh, you know, I learned 
from years of struggle that when they ask you if you can do things at an audition, you lie and say you can. <laughs> and then if you get the part, you learn how to do it. So if like, can you juggle fire? You're like, yeah. Yeah. And then you get the part and you hire a fire juggling coach, you know. Because <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. They, Especially in Florida. Throw a rock in Florida, you'll hit a fire juggling coach. Oh, you totally will. <laughs> and so I... <laughs> practiced really they gave me sheet music and a tape of like this demo song and I worked I practiced really hard like I was like I'm gonna nail this I could you know like I could do this and so I went that was my second worst audition of my life was singing the audition <laughs> singing for Aladdin and I, I came out of the audition and my mom's like ah and I <laughs> gave her the thumbs down she's like I'm proud of you for trying because you're not a singer and so we just put it out of our mind and forgot about it, went back to Florida at, like we always did. And then like six months later, they reached out that they were still, I was still up for it. And I had to send another tape. So I made a tape with my mom playing the genie and uh, with her Brooklyn accent. <laughs> and, and it's funny because the first line that genie has in the whole movie is oi. Yeah. Goes, oi, 10,000 years, they'll give you such a crick in the neck. And that's exactly how my mom actually talks. So it was like perfect. And so we recorded that at home and mailed it to my agent in LA. And they, they, you know, they just kept bringing me back until finally the movie came out. And and Robin Williams played the genie. Did yep. you ever interact with him or yeah. you guys? Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Well, so mean, you guys did recording sessions together? Yeah. You know, I recorded a lot. I recorded mostly with Linda Larkin, who was the princess. We mm -hmm. did a ton together. Yeah. But... um. You know, you couldn't not have me and Robin together because he improvised so much. So he would yeah. change his dialogue. So I would have to change mine sort of on the fly, which was really cool. Yeah. And uh, I, that's another case where I was incredibly nervous because he was my hero. I mean, er, I, so many people. He was my hero, too. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, you know, you remind me of him in a lot of, you know, like your humor is very, uh, it's funny. I was watching one of those early Full House episodes and you've got the like, Hawaiian shirt on and like two swatches and like <laughs> right. for, you had like a Robin vibe, you know, a Robin Williams. Well, vibe. we were working the clubs at the same time. Yeah, I'm sure and you guys, you, you know, we had an incredible group. You know, it was me, Saget, Shandling, Seinfeld, Jim Carrey, wow. uh, uh, Howie Mandel, Mike Binder, uh, Drew Carey, Roseanne, wow. uh, Letterman, Leno, Robin Williams, uh, you know, Amazing. so. You know, when, and, and none of us were famous back then, mm -hmm. but you know, when you followed like a Seinfeld or a Shandling or Saget yeah. or Robin Williams, you, you, you couldn't go try stuff out at, you know, you got like set. you have to bring stuff that you know, you had to bring your a game that <laughs> yeah. you were killing with on the road yeah. and you had to go up after Robin and, you know, but usually Robin would stay on stage for an hour mm -hmm. and clear the whole room out. Oh that God. was the end of the night. You know, <laughs> that, that was about it. Well, you know, the so, interesting thing about him is that, you know, I was so nervous to meet him and I had an image in my mind of him being this crazy manic Robin Williams guy, but he was so quiet and soft-spoken and very, like, disarming. Yes, he was. He talked like this a lot. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes. Oh, good to see you, Scott. But then, of course, the red light would go on, and we'd start recording, and he would turn he into would, that he, character. He had a switch. He had an on switch that I've yeah. never seen in any other performer. It maybe, blew me away. Maybe Richard Pryor. I, I mm. saw Pryor work out a lot of stuff at the comedy store. Robin had... A switch. Now, this is inter interesting talking about Robin Williams and animation. Mm -hmm. Robin uh, had a series called Mork and Mindy on yep. ABC, produced by Ruby Spears. And so Robin goes off to do Popeye film mm -hmm. in Malta. That was one of my, that was my so first then, VHS tape I ever owned. Was, was it really? Yeah. yeah. Such a quirky movie with Shelley oh, Duvall. Yeah. Loved it. And, and so uh, Robin wasn't available to do the voice for the Mork and Mindy cartoon. 
So I went in and auditioned and did a copy of Robin's voice. Uh-huh. Oh, look, Min Min. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Robin was a, a big inspiration to me when I first came to the comedy Wait, store. Wait, now, is that how you got exposed to Tom and Bob and like that whole world of of their show totally unrelated oh that's interesting. totally totally unrelated didn't because they, they'd made mork and mindy weren't they both involved at... uh tom miller was okay. tom miller was but it was totally you know by the time they get to the animated series it's uh -huh. just kind of like it you know it's the it's the child you mm. don't want to talk about you know sure. I, when i was a kid totally... i watched all that i had a more i had an egg um, oh um, did you when i was a kid no 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 but the, yeah yes <laughs> Mark calling Austin. Mark calling Austin. Love yeah, but he was he was very kind to me. And when mm -hmm. I was uh, I was probably twenty years old at the Comedy Store, he wow. you know took me under his wing and just gave me a pep talk and said, "You're very funny." <laughs> Actually, he said, "You're very effing funny." Nice. Um, but sat me down for like forty minutes at a table at the Comedy Store and just said, "You know, you're going to be really funny." And you know, I've watched you and blah blah blah. And, that's it was just like boost. when Robin the biggest, Williams. yeah, when the biggest comedy star in the world yeah. kind of plucks you and and wants to give you a real pep talk. Mm. I was like, wow, the, how cool was that? And you know, I did comic relief with him, introducing me at uh, Radio City, wow. and um, you know, he couldn't have been more of a gentleman and more nice. And you know, yeah. I just thought, wow, this is the biggest comedy star on the planet. Why is he? being so nice to me. And then I gave him a million dollars. Oh, that was so yeah. nice of you. You're always so kind that way. That, I get a million dollars for being on your podcast, right? I, yes, you do. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, you do. And you won't have to hire a fire juggling acting coach. <laughs> you don't I, even have to. I didn't have to bring any talent to this whatsoever. <laughs> so um, can you play a little game with us here? I would love to. All right. Uh, well, we had a, uh, we had great chemistry on, on Full House, of course. So yeah. I always wondered, you know, what would a full house have been if they cast someone else? So let's see who you would cast on the show. Okay. Differently. Okay. I'm going to do three impressions. You just have to pick one. And, um, and I'll bet you no matter what you pick, you're going to win a prize. All right. No matter what. So it's just everybody's a winner here at Full House Rewind. Okay. Here's the first impression. Uh, hi, I'm Joe Pesci, and I'm auditioning for the part of Stephanie Tanner. I, uh, I dated a girl named Stephanie once, and uh, her brother told me, you're funny. You should do sitcoms. And I said, I'm funny? Funny how? I'm a, am I a clown? Am I here to amuse you? <laughs> this guy's a wise guy. I'm going to shoot you in the foot, spider. That's one. Okay. For Stephanie. I mean, I, I don't know if I need to see any more because that's <laughs> so good, but I'll hear the I other I pass one. the audition? Yeah, Okay. <clears throat> okay, here's the next one. Hi, I'm auditioning for the part of Comet the dog. Look, I'm a dog. Hmm, I guess maybe the antlers threw you off. Okay, love That's it. That's second chance. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, here's here's That's, the third. This is, this is tough. This is it's gonna be tough for you to pick. Okay. I am Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to play the baby. Look, I'm a baby. <laughs> what do you think? Who would you pick? I feel like I, I my Joe favorite. Pesci, Bullwinkle, or Pee Wee. I gotta go with Pesci. Everybody's a winner. You win. And uh, here you Thank go. You. Thank you. I have a prize for you right here. Is it Joe Pesci? Because it he is, fit in it that is drawer. Joe Pesci. And it is a cut it no out t-shirt. I always wanted one of those. And cut it out hat. So there oh you go. Oh, my God. Um, no. So that is yours. Thank you so much. All I, right. Um, I am so unbelievable. grateful. Unbelievable. Uh, wow. How you just 
pick that out of thin air. All right. You know what? I've got taste. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we get to do one more thing with you before, okay. before we say goodbye. And uh, it's time for Awe, Cut It Out. Cut it out. So, of course, every episode of Full House, you know, had that heart-wrenching yep. scene. And we cut out a scene from episode 13. And you and I are going to read it together. Okay. And now, who am and I playing? Now, uh, I'll, I always play Danny. Okay. So I, I'll be playing the role of Danny and DJ, and you're going to be playing Stephanie. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. So well, here she, we go. She is adorable, and so am I. So. Yeah, I know. Well, you can, you know, and the light brings out the, the you know, your beautiful My eyes adorableness. here. Your adorableness, <laughs> too. All right, All right. So here we go. So DJ and Stephanie are in the living room. Here we go. Okay. Danny says, your Uncle Jesse says your room is monster-free, so... I'm only staying, staying here until you two fall asleep. You were right about one thing. I was a little jealous. That's okay. I'm always jealous of you. Really? Uh-huh. That's why I follow you around and bug you. I think you're the smartest, prettiest, funniest girl I know. Except when you hate me. I don't hate you. I was just mad at you. And someday I'll probably be mad at you again. Can you tell me when so I can go and visit Grandma? <laughs> that was funny, Steph. I know the rule is you have to love your little sister, but even if you were some strange little kid who lived in my room, I'd love you anyways. You're my best friend. Really? I'm your best friend? Yep. Well, that works out great. Because you're mine. And they hug, and the scene ends always brings a tear to my eye. Scott Weinger. Wow. Thank you so much for being here. Can we get you to come back and do another another episode? I would be delighted anytime. Scott Weiner, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Thank you. He's going to go and hire a fire juggling acting coach right now and come back. <laughs> Got to have one. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay, here's some of my observations about episode 13. All of us at Full House didn't know if we were going to get a back nine to complete our first season of 22 shows. I remember being in Chicago doing a stand-up gig when Jeff Franklin called me and said, I just talked to ABC and they picked us up for a back nine. Whew. I remember feeling very happy when I spoke with Jeff and I thought, this show just might make it. Living with uncertainty is baked into a career in Hollywood. I usually didn't know where my next job was going to be. Before Full House, I would bounce from audition to audition when I wasn't on the road doing stand-up dates. I look back on that pickup as the moment where I thought, maybe I'll be somewhat successful. I was very well aware how fickle audiences could be and how swiftly shows get canceled like that. But for that moment in season one, I finally had just like a small window of certainty. Felt pretty good. We'd love to hear your thoughts about Full House. Tell us about your favorite episode or just why you love the show so much. Or maybe, heck, you've got a question for me. Send us an email with the link at socials at podco.us. We close every episode of Full House Rewind by giving all of you who need it a hug. And this week, our hug goes out to those that feel a bit unsure about the future, kind of like how I felt before Full House got picked up. Those of you who are struggling to find work or maybe you're worried about a friend or a loved one who's 
having a battle with their health. Unfortunately, you know, there's no magical cure for uncertainty, but I know it helps. Sometimes just talking about it can be a little bit of a release valve of all that built-up stress. Sometimes just watching an episode of Full House can make you feel better. In the meantime, for all of you who need it, here's your Full House hug from me. Here we go. Bring it in. There we go. All right. Well, that's our show. We'd love to thank our special guest, Scott Wanger, for stopping by. So join us next time here on Full House Rewind, and you can watch all of our episodes on our Full House Rewind YouTube channel. Thanks, everybody. So long. Thank you so much for watching this episode of Full House Rewind. We'll see you next week.